0: You can find it on my website at one at a Now on with the show. Hey everyone, it is Monday, and you know what that means. That means we come out strong with our expert series and we start with Greg Dickerson. How you doing, sir? Good, Michael. How are you? I'm I'm excited. This is uh it's coming, it's turning into Vaccine Monday. as uh, you it's remember Monday
1: with Michael, vaccine Monday.
0: <laughs> there you go. Hey, let's keep it going. So we got Pfizer News last week, we got Moderna's news today. Both have 90% plus efficacy. Effectiveness, you know, both are on on target to produce at least 10 million vaccines in this current quarter, which, oh by the way, is only six weeks long left. Right. uh, And and obviously millions more. And and we have three to five more phase three trials still underway. So more good news could be coming. That's a long way to say. I think 2021 is going to be awesome. You and I were talking about that for weeks, if months now. But now I think a lot of people are gonna to come, come to our side. So let's talk about, you know, 2021 could be pretty special, don't you think?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think we could be off to the races in 2021. Um, the interesting thing about Moderna is the delivery, storage delivery logistics are gonna be much simpler because it doesn't have to be kept at, you know, 40 below zero or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, these temperatures are that Pfizer's vaccine has to be, you know, held and stored. So the real question again And I put a video out about the other day is, you know, how many people are going to actually take the vaccine? So Mm. even though we could have a vaccine tomorrow at scale, ready for everybody in the country or the world to take, I'm telling you, 60% of the people aren't going to take it. You know, they're going to wait. So the, the real question is, you know, how long will it take before people trust the vaccine enough to take it? And will there be some sort of a mandate? Will you have to take it? Mm. I don't even know if they can do that.
0: Yeah, I no, I I'm I'm one of those people, a free choice person. You know, if I don't take it, that's my choice, and I I reserve the rights to suffer the consequences. I think that's only fair. I think now yeah. there may be other countries that come out and enforce it, but I don't believe, uh, at least my belief of you know the America that I know, uh, they're not going to mandate something like that. Nor nor do I think they should. But it should be offered to everyone. Absolutely. Uh, there may be some professions that mandate it. I'm thinking doctors, nurses, maybe even flight attendants. I'm just thinking people who are in and around the public. All yeah, the education. Time. yeah, education. Yeah, education. Right. So there may be yeah, some stuff professions, like but uh, I don't think you can mandate. Man, I don't think you can, nor do I think you should. But hey, if you want it, I think you're going to have a chance to go get it by May or June for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, like the military, you know, you have to take, you yes. know, your, your inoculations before you go in the military. Uh, school, there was a time everybody in school had, if you're going to be in school, you have to be vaccinated. So sure. I could put, potentially see that. But yeah, at the end of the day, if you choose not to take it, you're only really hurting yourself because everybody else who wants to take it mm-hmm. potentially, um, you know, should be um, shielded from any, any infections and, uh, you know, immune to the infection. So you're only hurting yourself and those others who don't want to take it. So, yeah. you know, Gottlieb's coming out saying that we could effectively eradicate coronavirus as we know it next year in 2021, if everybody takes the vaccine.
0: Yeah. And where I really want to go with this conversation is, A, I think, I think A, proof science wins. You know, all those kids that took science, biology, physics, chemistry in high school, college thank you for your service. Right, that, that had to be hard. So thank you. Um, but for me, it's like, okay, what, what we're going to do is we're going to take fear off the table. And mm-hmm. that just means it's going to get replaced with hope. And oh, by the way, not only is it hope, which is powerful, but man, there's trillions of dollars in cash sitting there waiting to be leveraged or used because a lot of people, including the rich and the mega rich, have been conserving, have been raising cash, and they're, you know, they're going to start deploying it. I think, and um, that's, man, I tell, I'm telling you, 2021 could be a, a 5% GDP growth for the U.S. And I think, I think real estate is a huge beneficiary of all types. There will be pain. There'll be some people that lose houses, but it is not going to be anything like all these crash talkers are having out there. I think real estate's going to be up next year uh, in a pretty big way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's a very different cycle right now. And and I've heard all the arguments, you know, for and against the whole forbearance and, and all that. And, you know, really, it, it you know, with interest rates as cheap as they've been and as many people that have, that have refinanced and as tight as inventory levels are, you just can't have a systemic, you know, issue in residential like we had 2008 and nine, you no know, the chance. numbers just yeah. aren't there. Numbers right. just aren't there. It doesn't add up. You know, it's kind of like Trump's fight, right? The numbers just aren't there. I don't care what you believe. Yeah. You just can't, you can't add it. You can't do the math to make it work for the guy, unfortunately. But, you know, the only caveats to recovery and growth and all that are going to be administration. You know, if it's a Biden administration and if, you know, they pull off these, you know, wins in, in Georgia, is it Georgia, South Carolina, yeah, Georgia, where, where the Senate gets flipped and it's a blue wave, that could be a problem for economic recovery. Um, you know, and a problem, you know, continuing to get through the rest of the pandemic with shutdowns and things like that. But I think at the end of the day, if you can get half of the population vaccinated by next year, um, you know, I think confidence comes back, you know, there's still going to be a lot of, lot of industry that's not going to come back, you know, restaurants, retail, hospitality, and those are the assets that are in real trouble, shopping Mm -hmm. malls, restaurants, hotels, those are, those are the, the areas where you're going to see a lot of foreclosures, you're going to see a lot of distressed yeah. real estate, you're going to see values affected. The interesting thing is, to your point, in terms of, of scarring and long term effects, or are we talking about that next?
0: Uh, whatever you want to go, go for it.
1: <laughs> so people are already coming back to New York because of the deals, right? Exactly. So we're seeing an influx, you know, two months free rent, rents down 30%. So people are coming back to New York city or into New York city. Yeah. So, you know, you're still, you've still got your hair there, but this has been a short term thing. It hasn't been like, now, if this was like a Spanish flu where people were dropping dead in 24 hours and age, whatever didn't matter. Young, old, healthy, not, if that was a situation it'd be different or if people Ebola and you're bleeding out of your eyes and nose and whatever, um, you know, that would be a very different effect than this. You know, coronavirus has been mild for so many people in the bulk of the population. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, there's only isolated cases here or there where it's young people, healthy people, you know, things like that. That hasn't scarred people permanently because it hasn't been long enough and it hasn't been deep enough or bad enough. So I think as soon as we got a vaccine, as soon as it's pretty much eradicated, everybody's back to normal. People will, you know, get right back out there and yeah, you know, and, get in the theaters, go to hotels and hold conferences again. Yeah,
0: and I, I think your point about New York is dead on. Again, I did a video. I think we did a video. Or I forget. I do so many. Uh, Comparing New York and, and San Francisco, right? Who would come back first? And I was like, New York's coming back first. And we're already yeah, San seeing San Francisco's
1: it. got other problems that New York doesn't have.
0: Exactly. Already has other problems it doesn't have. It's New York is already coming back. I've seen it just in the week since Pfizer's announcement that mm-hmm. they're already seeing vacancies kind of slowly, right? It's only been seven days contract. And um, you know again, I think New York's going to be back. I think New York by next summer is New York again, right? With Broadway and restaurants and all of that. And oh, by the way, yes, there's going to be plenty of restaurants that closed. Q4 is going to be horrible. But again, what are we going to see next year? Next summer, you're going to see so many grand opening signs in New York. And oh, by the way, their cost structures are going to be lower, right? Because there'll be cheaper rent. And um, again, I, w- I want to focus on the good news. I think I 2021 is going to be great. Yes, there'll be resets. There'll be malls sold at a discount. Hotels sold at a discount. But let's be clear. That's going to be the debt in most cases that gets gobbled up for pennies on mm-hmm. the dollar. The asset, nothing happens to the asset, right, uh, in most cases. And then we'll, we'll, there'll be plenty of people that are just transitioning buildings, right? The mall may become a storage center. The mall may become a data center.
1: use development, yeah. yeah.
0: And again, what does that mean? Jobs. It ta- it means jobs. That's what yeah. that means. Turning a a interior mall which has two hundred stores and a huge courtyard or whatever it is into something else is jobs, and it's it's infrastructure and it's all of those components. So, uh, yeah, I don't, the
1: economy was on a tear before all this happened. So, you know, there's no reason to think that it won't go right back as soon as we can reopen worldwide, globally. Oh, I mean, yeah. This is, this is a worldwide systemic economic problem. It's not just the United States. And we are a global macro economy. You know, goods and services are trading around the world, and you know, globalization is real. We're not going to deglobalize. Coronavirus affected no. that a little bit. Uh, but it, you know, too many nations rely on each other for everything. The supply chain for everything that's bought, sold, made happens all around the world. Yeah. Um so you know we should be able to get right back very close to where we were by the end of next year if these vaccines are effective, yeah. if we can get everybody that wants it vaccinated and more importantly if we continue the therapies and you know therapeutics the treatments that's really the key. Yes. To where if people know even if I do get it and I'm not vaccinated there's still a treatment for me and I'm not going to end up on a ventilator or dead then that's when confidence really comes back. And I think we're getting closer and closer to, you know, treatment where more and more people are, you know, recovering from infection.
0: Yeah. Again, I, I, I even want to be a little bit more positive. I think, I think 2021 is going to come out like a uh, starting in Q2. It's going to be gangbusters because yeah. again, I go back to the fact that we have record record cash on the sidelines. We've had some pretty smart people get afraid early retreat, raise cash myself included for like, Ooh, This could be bad. And now last Monday, again, today, I'm like, Oh, there's a light at the end of that tunnel. Right. I worst case, you know, I need to survive six months. And um, I just think there's, I, I I don't know how 2021 turns bad. I think 2021 is going to be a great year and it's going to be so wonderful to see people vacationing again and out shopping and social. We are social creatures myself included and right the amount of time i've i have not gone out so much my battery died in my car i mean that's how bad it is (laughs) how 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 long does it have to be for my freaking you know crazy expensive cars battery to die i mean yeah i've been
1: out and about you know i've I've been you know having meetings and you know doing things and looking at stuff but not not like it was and Mm -hmm. um you know it's it's going to be interesting and i think that whole cabin fever effect so once we
0: oh man you know once yeah. we
1: get into 2021 we get through the holidays i think a lot of people will be traveling to catch up on missed holiday connections and you know things like that so i think there's just too much coronavirus fatigue too much cabin fever for you know sustained scarring like 2008 9 did that scarred a generation Mm-hmm. you know, millennials coming out of that, that grew up during that oh, period yeah. that Saw experienced it, yeah. Yeah. that kind of changed them a little bit. And then people like you and me that went through it from a real estate perspective that very much changed our business oh, yeah. model in, in how we looked at things. Cause I had no clue something like that could even happen.
0: Yeah. And we're going to talk about that next, right? What was, what this crisis has as we wrap up a booming 2021, mm-hmm. you know, heading into 2022 uh, for me, the governor or the break or whatever you want to call it in this boom economy is going to be the Fed. So we'll, we'll probably yeah. talk about that at the end. But I mean, the Fed is, I think, going to come have to come out earlier than they're talking about right now. It's hey, three, four years, no chance. My guess is they may raise in late twenty one, but I'll put money down that they raise by the summer of twenty twenty two.
1: Yeah, I don't think I agree with that. I, okay. I think that would be very um, short sighted and foolish. And I think they know better than that. And I okay. think. You can't. So we can talk about that in the next segment, yeah. but they've tried and they can't um, you know, effectively raise rates. And there's really no catalyst for it right now, you know, because we had a booming economy before and they could not raise rates mm-hmm. before coronavirus happened. So we're kind of stuck in a little cool. a little thing there. But I will say this. I think the biggest opportunity for 2021, even the rest of this year going into 2021, is gonna be in entrepreneurship, not in real estate. I think there's gonna be more, more wealth created in new businesses and reopening old businesses faster at scale than you're going to be able to do in real estate, you know, basically from somebody who's, you know, starting from scratch or has capital to allocate, um, because it's a much more scalable entity than real estate because real estate's at a peak right now, yeah. it can be very difficult to get in and create any kind of significant wealth, unless you have a lot of capital to deploy, but uh, when you look at scaling a business and the, and the needs of the new economy post-coronavirus, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot more opportunity there to scale and create real wealth.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think, I think the opportunity for 2021 is going to be the, creating those grand openings, taking over businesses that were either undercapitalized or had a cost structure that worked in the old model that maybe doesn't work you know, 18 months into a, a health crisis. And, t- and, and, and
1: consolidation. You're going to see a lot of <laughs> consolidation.
0: Totally. Very, very cool. I'm very excited about this segment. I look forward to the next one. Thanks, buddy.